2: We spent all that time talking about Hakeem Energy only for Isaiah Prince to enter the conversation as starting right tackle, plus some other thoughts as we gear up for Bengals Bills.
1: You are locked on Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host Jake Lisco. He's your host James Rapine. Together, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here on Locked On Bengals, bringing you coverage of your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So, if you're new to the show, hit the follow button on your audio platform of choice, or hit subscribe on YouTube. So we're delivered to your devices when we put our content up every day, and uh, join the first listen club. It's pretty cool to be there. I hear. Make a New Year's resolution to join the first listen club is this our last episode of this year i think it is yes the calendar will be sunday new year's day
0: it is yeah honestly i'm not i'm not gonna lie to you jake i haven't paid attention to the calendar at all (laughs) i didn't realize what day it was like the date as we record this it's thursday december 29th i didn't realize that until we went to record yeah so I'm totally thrown off. The Bengals' schedule's been weird the past two weeks, so my schedule's been weird, and so we are just – we're we're day-to-day, baby. We're we're using that coach speak. I'm not going to lie to you in the Rafine house. We're day-to-day. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, I had to just look at the calendar
2: real quick to do the – figure out, is this our last episode of the year? Crazy. Time has flown. Super Bowl at the beginning of the year, and here we are finishing the year, and it's been a really pretty good year for the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Five losses against – a whole lot more wins 15 16
0: pretty good year for uh, the locked on bengals podcast too thanks to the best listeners in the world
2: that's right they are the best listeners in the world today's episode of locked on bengals by the way brought to you by bet online who has you covered the season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online is where the game starts and james we thought that starting this game was going to be hakima Adeniji at right mm-hmm. tackle he came in off the bench for lael collins after Lyle Collins suffered his injury against the New England Patriots. And it wasn't even a question to me. I thought maybe back when Isaiah Prince was activated and he came off the IR many, many weeks ago at this point, there was a chance that he could push somebody else off the roster, that they really liked him. They kept him around all this time. They liked him last year enough to start him. And uh, then then they cut him and put him on the practice squad. Mm -hmm. And that seemed like that, right? They liked the energy more than Isaiah Prince at that point. That was how it seemed. Maybe it was a little bit more complicated than that. Uh, You know, Hakeem energy had been practicing. He hadn't been hurt. Isaiah Prince had missed a lot of time, and he's been practicing since then as part of that practice squad with the mm-hmm. scout team, but apparently has shown enough that it seems like there's a lot of smoke here. Let's just say that. There's a lot of smoke here.
0: Seems like Isaiah Prince is gonna start a right tackle. Yeah. I'm gonna take take the smoke and I'll see your smoke with fire. I Isaiah Prince is starting a right tackle. And it, it's happening because all of the there were a bunch of little there was there was smoke and then Joe Burrow. Well, he brought it home.
2: Yeah, well, the good thing is that, you know, we played with, with Zay for, for the last, you know, most of last year. Uh, so that's a guy that we're comfortable with, uh, that has played a lot of football. Um, and, and so we're, 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 whoever we're putting out there is, you know, I have the most trust in, in them because, you know, they've all played a lot of football.
0: Interception. Joe Burrow just th- th- threw a, an interception, and the media grabbed it, and we, we returned that thing for a pick six. Hopefully it's the only one he throws this week because it was uh, – that's exactly what it was. Zay, by the way, is not Akeem. That's not, that's not uh, Akeem Adenogy's nickname. Spoiler. That's not um, – insert whatever offensive lineman you, you want to talk about. That's not – it's Isaiah Prince's nickname. So Isaiah Prince going to start. Zach Taylor didn't confirm it. Did say they made a decision. All right. Well, if if Joe accidentally dropped the ball on this one a little early, then clearly it's Isaiah Prince. And, and, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of reaction to this, Jake, and negative and questioning in it and all those things. I kind of shrug at it like when I really think about it. Because it is weird, right? Practice squad guy. At the same time, it wouldn't have been weird in July. Right. Like I thought Isaiah Prince was the guy in July. And so clearly they have more faith in him for whatever reason and, and faith. in. it's not like it won't be active. It is going to be active and he'll still be that extra tackle and, and probably serve that same role he served all season, but they see something, they feel something. All right. It's not like I've analyzed Isaiah Prince and Akeem Adenogy's practice snaps all season long. So, uh, you know, who can blame them now? It better work. They need this to work. And clearly they think that, that Prince is ready for that for it to work. So it is interesting, that's for sure.
2: And maybe there will be a rotation. We've seen them do that before. I'm not expecting it. I'm just saying maybe it is possible. It could be that Hakim Energy has gotten most of his work this year on the left side when he's taken snaps with the second team and was pressed into duty at right tackle. And they just like Isaiah Prince more on that side. It could be matchup specific with Gregory Rousseau being the primary opponent this week the bengal's maybe don't want to go undersized to both tackle positions with some guys that Joe Marino in our crossover episode for the bills described as power compression pass rushers who like to go through you rather than around you maybe they wanted a little bit more size with Isaiah Prince out at right tackle where they've had a very large very powerful man for much of the season could be that simple could be that they just think Isaiah Prince is a better player too and uh you know, I don't know if we're going to get a straight answer on that one, uh, except for the fact that it's going to likely be Isaiah Prince starting the way that things look as of Thursday afternoon. Starting with you know various little tidbits of smoke that that turned into fire, like you said, James. As yeah. the morning went on, it, it started. You know, between us, you know, I DM'd you, and you're like, "What do you what do you make of this Duke Manyweather reaction?"
0: Mm-hmm. Because yeah. he's
2: worked with Hakeem Energy and was a little bit Frustrated. incredulous. Yeah, frustrated. That's a that's a good word for for the fact that Adeniji seemingly in line for a starting job uh didn't look like he was going to get it and that was a bit of smoke and then the Burrow stuff and all of the the locker room talk with Isaiah Prince confirming his nickname and all these things uh that we saw on on uh Thursday.
0: The other By the way Sorry, go ahead. Zay, pretty elite nickname. It's a good nickname. That's That's pretty good. Not going to lie, like, Zay, like, rolls off the tongue, pretty good. For for Isaiah? Yeah. That's – I'm a fan. So, Mm -hmm. not that Isaiah gives a damn about what I'm a fan of or not of. Uh, Also, shout out to him for talking. We haven't had to talk to him much this year. There there haven't been – you know, he's been injured. You you usually don't talk to injured players. Uh, Certainly not with a bunch of cameras like we did on – Mm-hmm. Uh, on Thursday, and uh, he handled it well. He never confirmed that he was starting, but That's right. I think it's pretty clear that uh, 75 is starting. And again, they might be right. I- I'm not saying they're right, and this is a home run. They might be, and, and who are we to-, to say right now? Now, if he goes out there and struggles, maybe Adenogy will get his chance too, and Duke Manyweather can relax and smile because his client could still get his shot.
2: Honestly, the difference between these two guys might be pretty small too. We're talking about a couple of guys that have pretty similar track records in the NFL at this point. They're different skill sets, obviously, and people are going to have different opinions. And, and they're probably going to be strong opinions because of what happened last year with Isaiah Prince and, you know, where Hakeem Adeniji's natural position is and all these things. But the, the real truth of the matter is, is that they're probably both in a similar tier. Of NFL player but we'll find out right we'll have some tape to actually look at and break down and see how whoever plays right tackle plays at right tackle and how that might look as the season goes on because whoever it is will need to take a hold of this job for this team and take it into the playoffs right where where really becomes uh, you know winner go home obviously nature of the NFL playoffs right this single elimination stuff not breaking news there. Sam Hubbard, back at practice. Yep. Let's go there next.
0: Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, your coworkers can tell, even your parents can tell, everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change your perceived time and speed. So even if you think it's fine to drive when you're high, you're not. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: Sam Hubbard, a guy that we thought had a chance to get back this week with a little bit of extra time. The Bengals with their first practice coming on Thursday instead of it being their second practice. Was a limited participant in practice, Mm -hmm. only non-participant. In fact, on the Bengals injury report, period, was Lel Collins, who just hasn't been placed on IR yet, and that will be. And he was at practice, by the way.
0: So shout out to Lel for coming to practice. It was awesome. It's good to see him
2: sitting on the sideline. Obviously, not practicing as as we mentioned. He he's soon to go on to IR. Uh, Feel for the guy. Glad that he's still with his teammates, and and we've seen this from this team. Another. Cheetah. Talking point, another another uh, feather in the cap of the closeness, the close-knit nature of this locker room. Uh, but the bigger news, I think, that the slightly unexpected news outside of the Isaiah Prince little shake-up at right tackle mm-hmm. is uh, Sam Hubbard I thought was a long shot. But that he was out there doing positional drills, not working mm-hmm. on the rehab field, actually – Getting that limited designation in practice is very promising. It certainly means that there's a chance, more of a chance than I would have said a couple of days ago, that he can play against Buffalo. But it could be a Hayden Hurst-like thing too, right, where it was limited practices for some time. Hayden Hurst, by the way, says he feels 100%. Looks like he is certainly trending toward playing as he was a full-go in practice on Thursday. But it could be a similar situation where there is a bit of a ramp-up period for him, and they want to make sure they avoid aggravating that injury with the playoffs around the corner.
0: I think one thing that is beneficial here that you certainly couldn't have said last week about frigid New England, or Cincinnati for that matter, is the weather isn't going to be that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be manageable. It's going to be in the high 50s, 60s uh, to start that game. And, and so getting that calf loose... Tyler Boyd's hand injury, all of those things. Probably not as big of a, a concern. And so, yeah, does Sam Hubbard have a shot? I think he does. He was moving well. And, you know, I posted some video of his uh, his movement going through some of those positional drills and just drills. Never know. I also think that it would be really, really nice to have Sam Hubbard on the field uh, against Josh Allen in the Bills. I mean, how big could he be against... Allen's ability to run against, mm-hmm. uh, you know, having guys of his size, his stature to hit Allen and be around Allen, it, it's it's great to have Trey Hendrickson back. It'd be great to have uh, both guys. And Hubbard is second in the defensive line room in tackles, leads the team in sacks. Having a career year is uh, is a big part of this defense. So we'll see if he can go. I, I think he's going to try. And if, if he can go, even if it's you know not a full workload it would give this defense another boost and a matchup, let's be honest is, is a tough one. It's as tough as, as any of the offense uh, that you're going to prepare for in the league because of who's under center and, and some of those skill players they have as well.
2: Yeah. And you're right about having him back being a boon. If he can play, I think that, specifically some of the things that Sam Hubbard does that some of these other guys don't quite do at that level in terms of his containability, his intelligence, his ability to set the edge and run defense. And he's been there as that hustle guy all year. He's been the guy that when they drop eight, a lot of times Sam Hubbard will drop eight, but he'll be the spy. He'll kind Mm -hmm. of drop to that middle of the field. And everyone remembers his sack very, very late in the down sack of Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs last year. To, to get the Bengals a, a defensive stop on a drop eight snap. And the Bengals could do some of that stuff against Buffalo. It's not going to be an identical game plan to what they rolled out against the chiefs. There, there's a different kind of set of skill players with the bills. I think Josh Allen is more apt to run the ball, even though Patrick Mahomes is really talented as a runner as well. Both guys are really athletic, but there are some similarities obviously between these quarterbacks and their ability to make any throw from anywhere their ability to extend plays josh allen in particular very difficult to bring down like you mentioned james and so hubbard from a contained perspective a a big piece from a leadership perspective for this team seems to be a very big piece as well and so if he can play it would obviously be a big boost to this team but we'll see how the week goes I, i would say that the way this team has handled injuries like this this year, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Really, either way, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if they say, you know what, I'm going to make a decision here like they did with Jamar Chase, like they did with Hayden Hurst, at least according to Zach Taylor, and say, I guess guess Jamar Chase said he wasn't ready to come back that week in retrospect, but certainly with Hayden Hurst, according to Zach Taylor anyway, that they're going to say, you know what, we're going to give it one more
0: week. And calf injuries are weird. Because that's, people don't think of it that way, but it's tied to your Achilles. Like It's, uh, in, in sore calves, you you just, you don't want to risk it. You don't want to deal deal with something lingering in that area, period. And so, Josh Tupo had a calf, and he was out for quite some time. You mm-hmm. know, could have went on injured reserve. They were hoping to get him back, but they clearly played it safe with him. Same thing with Hurst now, where they wait an extra week. So, we'll see with Hubbard. How bad is it? We saw it reaggravated it, he was trying to play through it. You you don't want this to be a thing that he goes out there, plays eight to ten snaps against the Bills, hurts it again, and now we're talking about in the wild card round, which is the most likely scenario. Right. It's it's unlikely that the Bengals get the first overall seed in a bye because no Derek Carr for the Raiders. I, I don't think Jarrett Stidham's beating the Chiefs. And I certainly don't think Russell Wilson is beating what? the Chiefs. maybe. Maybe that happens. Uh, So disappointing, by the way, the
2: Raiders in general. But that's not what our podcast is about.
0: Yeah, so we'll see. But it's more likely than not that the Bengals have a game the weekend of what, January 16th? That first round of the playoffs. And so if that's the case, even if you don't want to think like that and you want to just be so focused on one week, you can't. You have to think about the, the injury aspect of it, too, with Sam Hubbard. So we'll see wouldn't shock me at all if he plays like you said mm-hmm. at the same time if they play it safe well he's one of your your most important players and he's been great all season if you can get him back to you know close to 100 percent before the playoffs i get why you would do that too
2: from a bills injury report perspective the guy that we talked with joe marino about on crossover thursday was mitch morse who seems to be well on his way back from the concussion protocol he was a full participant in practice on Thursday, Jordan Poyer, who's not expected, I think, to play, still not practicing with his knee injury, but was listed on the practice report. And I guess something to keep an eye on, although there's almost no way he doesn't play, is Stephon Diggs had an illness and this practice, but I would give it a .001% chance that Stephon Diggs doesn't play in this game unless that's a really bad illness, but something noteworthy that did pop up. On Thursday.
0: Yeah. Diggs is great. Diggs is uh, whew, special, special talent. And I am excited to see Eli Apple and Cam Taylor-Britt against him and against these wide receivers because it's it's such a test. And I think uh, Eli Apple has outperformed expectations since Chidobe went down. Cam Taylor-Britt certainly flashed as well. And so this is a, a big test against... One of the best offenses, one of the best skill groups that they're going to face.
2: And uh, looks like given the guys that are on IR, these teams reasonably healthy in this game. Jalen Davis practiced in full with the thumb injury, so the Bengals look to have their full set of slot corners ready to go. If that continues for Jalen Davis, Hayden Hurst, like we mentioned, full go with the calf and Trent Taylor on the injury report, but a full go with the hamstring. So, Sam Hubbard Limited, everyone else full except Lyle Collins, who will be soon to go to IR. And James, these teams are very evenly matched. My high level, we're going to get into our game preview on Sunday, but my high level look at this game as I think about it and I listen to others talk about it is they just got to play football. And we'll see which way the ball bounces, and we'll see who can make more plays. Because I think that these teams on paper – just looked very, very even to me. And so let's talk about some of those initial thoughts on this game to finish the show next.
0: But first, a word from Bet Online. And right now, the official odds on Bet Online well, it's a pick 'em. Bengals, Bills, Monday night football, the over under set at 49.5. Maybe you're going to hammer the over. Maybe you're going to take the Bengals and you expect them to win their eighth straight. Well, it's a pick 'em. So the Bengals win by one, you win. It's that simple, which If that's the case, you're basically just picking the Bengals straight up. It's unique. This is the first time all year where it's been a pick-em one way or the other uh, when it comes to a Bengals line, and it's not just that. Maybe you think Burrow's going to make an MVP push in the final couple of weeks of the season. He's been playing great. We're going to talk more about Joey B coming up in just a second. But you can do all of those things and so much more at Bet Online. So check them out today. It's fast, it's easy, it's easy to sign up, it's free to sign up. They have all the lines, all the props, everything that you're looking for NFL, NBA, college football with the bowl games, the CFP uh, about to pick up here uh, as you're listening to this. So check them out now and sign up today. Bet Online, where the game starts.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: Am I wrong, James, when I say that this game looks so close to evenly matched? I mean, you go look at EPA per play. They're within like 0.1 of each other on both Mm -hmm. sides of the ball. You go look at DVOA. And I like to throw out the first two weeks of the season for reasons that Bengals fans understand neck and neck last seven weeks, neck and neck while the Bengals have been on this winning streak. The bills are really good football team with a really good quarterback. They have some questions on the offensive line. They have Stefan Diggs, and then some up and down guys at the skill positions on offense. So if there's one place you're going to give the Bengals a clear edge, I would say it's the skill positions where I think they're deeper. And you can say that about pretty much any team in the NFL right now, the way the Bengals wide receiver room works on defense. The Bills are really good in their front six, front seven, depending on the snap, but they like to be a nickel personnel. They have some up and down play in their secondary, much like the Bengals do. They have some good players uh, playing safety, much like the Bengals do both teams with really good quarterbacks. Like I said, I mean, Mm -hmm. knife's edge between these teams, which is why when I think about this game, you know, you think about how are some of these matchups going to play out, like Stefan Diggs that we've talked about and we will continue to talk about, like whoever's playing right tackle for the Bengals, like what Luana Rumo is going to do with Josh Allen's record against drop eight. And this Mm -hmm. is from uh, Robert Mays that against drop eight, the Bills have seen that 25 times this year. Not a great stat line for Josh Allen against drop eight. I think it was 10 for 21 with a couple sacks in there, a couple scrambles in there against drop eight. Do we see more of that from the Bengals? We talked about with, I think we talked about it with Joe Marino. Josh Allen hasn't been great against the Blitz this year. Luana Anarumo was willing to show that zero stuff against Patrick Mahomes. Do we see that again?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, what will the what will the game plan be in terms of will they choose to go with man stuff? This is another one from, from Robert Mays and Nate Tice. Apparently, Josh Allen hasn't been great against man this year, which doesn't really seem intuitive to me given his running ability and given that they have Stefan Diggs. But some really interesting pieces there in the Luana Rumo matchup that could that could really dictate this game as well. But you know, flip a coin for me right now. Between these mm-hmm. teams, who, who's going to get the big takeaway? Who's going to make the big mistake? Who's going to make the big play? Which way is the ball going to bounce? feels that tight to me right now.
0: It's fair. And it, it looks that tight on paper. You, you look at the talent on both sides. I'm not sure there's an outcome that would completely floor me in this game.
2: What what about like 35 to 9 or whatever that
0: ESPN simulation it, was? Yeah, people freaked out about that. <laughs> and I get it because it's, it's very... It's extremely unlikely, but here's why it wouldn't surprise me is because if one of the teams comes out slow, super slow, either team, is there a snowball effect? Yeah. Did we see that on Monday night football against the Browns? The Browns aren't that much better than the Bengals. Sometimes that happens and the Browns are not better than the Bengals. I don't know what you meant to say there. Oh, oh! Yeah. You're saying
2: they're not as good as? It. Okay. Yeah, they're not, not
0: better than. They that. seem to it not, be in not that, blow right. out Central. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. See, that's how crazy it sounds, and how crazy that result is, is because they aren't better. And you stopped me, and you thought that we needed to reshoot the dang pod because <laughs> of that's insane, right? And so it wouldn't floor me because both teams are awesome, and if if one team just comes out flat for whatever reason or something happens, and it. Could the Bengals win that way? Yeah, they could. I think those are the the least likely outcomes. I think the most likely outcome is a tight game that is back and forth, and that doesn't mean a team won't get up 17-7. Are you going to be comfortable if the Bengals are up 17-7 on Monday? No. Zero chance. And Bills fans shouldn't be comfortable if it's flipped, and they're up 17-7 because the Bengals can come back. And something Burrow said on Thursday – there aren't many possessions in these games because of the long drives.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so you're right. It might be one turnover or one play that that completely changes it. Uh, the AFC Championship game last year, the Eli Apple tackle on the goal line, we talk about how important that was going into the half. It's huge. That's the type of momentum swinging play that could really change things. And and this could be that type of game. I don't think it's going to be a 21 a nothing game or crazy comeback. I think it's going to be tight throughout. And we haven't seen these two teams play uh, the this iteration. The last time the Bengals played the Bills that I remember, I believe it was in 2019, and Andy Dalton was driving downfield for the the go-ahead score late in the game. And I think he threw a pick or fumbled or they went, you know, went for it on fourth down and didn't get it. But they lost to the Bills. It was one of the many one-score losses of Zach Taylor's first season. And uh, well, it's it's much, much different now for the Bills, much, much different for the Bengals. And so I'm I'm excited to watch it. And I think it's it is that tight. It it is these these two teams could be the two best teams in the AFC. It might be one, one A. Obviously, the Chiefs are in the mix too, and maybe the Chiefs are one and it's one A, one B. But these three teams are awesome. We haven't seen Bills, Bengals. And so I'm curious to see. And by the way, if the Bengals lose, that doesn't mean they can't go to Buffalo and win in the postseason. So I'm not going to make crazy judgments based on this game regardless. If the Bengals beat the Bills, I don't think that it's going to be a cakewalk playing the Bills again in a few weeks if, the, if it happens in the postseason either. So th- that's the element to this. Is it? Cool to get the advantage. And is there a lot on the line seating wise? Absolutely. But there's a really good shot these teams meet again.
2: I think really like Joe's point when we when we talked to him in the crossover, getting those home games in the playoffs. Matters. Could be could be pretty big. We saw the Bengals have to go on the road twice last year. They won twice on the road. Hard to do. Obviously not impossible because they've done it. But you'd like to take advantage of finishing at home. You'd like to take advantage of being on a seven-game win streak right now where the offense has been pretty good, and you would like to get a whole game out of it. You would like to get a complete game out of this team instead of getting down like they did against the Bucs, instead of not being able to punch it in and score points in the second half against the Patriots, something more like what they did you know, against the Panthers. And I don't think that it's going to go that way because the Bills are a much better team, but just in terms of playing a, a complete game against the Chiefs, right, where they play – and, and they're consistent throughout the game. They're in every quarter. They're not putting up empty quarters. That would be that would be helpful to avoid this week against a yep. Bills team that is certainly capable of stepping on the throat if given the opportunity to, so just don't give them that chance.
0: Yep. Um, no, I, I agree with you. And real quick, just injury notes-wise, I don't want to, to get lost in the shuffle. This is kind of like a playoff picture look-ahead. Sunday night football, it looks like it's gonna be Tyler Huntley for the Ravens against the Steelers. So there is a chance if the Steelers handle business that the Bengals could control their own destiny in the AFC North going into to Monday night's game. So just something to monitor. I, I certainly like the, the Steelers' chances much more with Huntley at quarterback, no doubt.
2: And the Steelers have I hate, I, I really hate to say it, they the have, Steelers have been playing right.
0: pretty good football for like the last they six have. weeks. Comparatively So like
2: suck. what what they've Oh, they're still a really bad football team.
0: I mean, they're still alive on
2: December 29th. Again, I think there's like five good football teams in the NFL. So that's what I, when when I say very, you know, it it means something different. I think I was listening to uh, Joe and Glenn, the Goodberry guys. We're we're on a, a Bill's podcast. I was listening to that briefly. And those guys were talking about how, you know, the Bengals win streak, you know, they beat the Panthers and the Steelers and the Titans and the Browns and the Buccaneers and the Patriots to disparage those wins. And then, of course, the Chiefs, you know, obviously they, they recognize that the Chiefs went in there, too. But you look around the NFL right now, like who are the Bills beating in their win streak currently five, six games? Browns, Lions, Patriots, Jets, Bears and, and Dolphins would be the quality win. would pick out of that group so like i think the jets are better than the dolphins that might be a take but yeah it's a bit of a take but anyway yeah probably a little bit but but the point is is that i i think that the reason i bring that up is just back up my point that i think like there's five good teams sure and at least the bengals beat one of them
0: (laughs) you know and by the way the titans were rolling when the Bengals at that point yeah they haven't won since they were rolling and the Bengals set is sent them in this tailspin. Just, mm-hmm. just so we're clear, they had won seven straight. They started zero and two. They won seven straight, and then the Bengals said, "Nope, no thank you." And and now if they played them, and they're they're playing by the time you hear this, they're probably already lost to the Cowboys. But <laughs> they, uh, the Bengals would beat them by forty now. You know, so it's it's just it's different. I mean, I, I think the Jags are gonna. When that get so, the point is the reason I brought up the, the quarterback thing is there's a very real scenario where the Bengals, if they win on on Monday night and the Steelers won on Sunday night, then maybe they're in the same position as last year, where they're like, "We're fine with the three seed. We're gonna treat the Ravens game like a bye. We know we're probably not getting the one seed. Does it really matter if you get the two versus the three? I know it does. They may say, eh.
2: "I think so they would.
0: I, I, I w- think that. Matters. I wonder."
2: I think they I, would I, think that matters this year
0: compared I, to last year. I, I, don't, but know, but I don't know. Enough to play all of your your start in and who knows, maybe the Ravens wouldn't play any starters either if they can't win the division. So that week 18 game becomes interesting and, and strategic and how you how you play things.
2: It would be potentially interesting. I don't think that you can totally punt on the possibility. Unless you get like unless they push the game to Sunday night, which is possible, but probably not, depending on what happens this week. Th- then you know maybe have a little bit more information but you're right James they could know that they are playing for the division after the game's finished on Sunday yeah so a nice That'd little be nice piece of That'd information be nice to know. that the Bengals will have yep. going into that game not that it changes their motivation obviously they're trying to win either way a lot on the line regardless of what happens in that Ravens game from a seeding perspective as we've discussed but We'll get into it in a little bit more detail. We have a couple more days here, a couple more injury reports, a couple more opportunities to to think about how this game may play out. We'll get you a preview around midday Sunday is the goal. So you can take a listen to that anytime between, you know, Sunday and, and Monday before the game starts with the Monday night football start altering our schedule a little bit this week. So we look forward to that episode, and we thank you for listening to the Lockdown on Bengals podcast as always. Happy New Year. The next time we talk to you will be 2023. Hope you enjoy it and stay safe out there. And until next time, Hootay, and have a good one.